You are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. From the tree. Wake up, look down, hear my prayer. Don't single me out and then forget me. Oh God, oh God, let me fly. Set we don't have to wait anymore because it's already happening right here. We are back here for another edition of Keith Price's Curtain Call. I'm telling you, we're in the middle of the awards season rush, and I'm meeting nothing but dipping and doing dances and choreographers. It's been fabulous. You know I have a crush on some of the big winners this year, but today I have to bring in someone who we kind of bonded for a quick moment last year. She's very, very busy. All these, all of, all of you female choreographers too, are you know, it's not a man's world up in this choreography business. Just to let y'all know, <laughs> because the women are representing in all kinds of fabulous ways, and I'm so excited because, because y'all, my next guest, honey, you might remember her work from a little show called Once on This Island. Hello, opening song. Who was appointed that? And at the same time. She does not know it yet because I'm sure she did not read my blog review that I had done about the show that she is currently now nominated not only for a Drama Desk Award, not only for a Cheetah Rivera Award, but also, throw our hair back, Tony Award. Boom. Boom. Camille A. Brown sitting here with me. Boom. Not to mention her Emmy that she already done got in her holler. No? No. The, well, the, the show won the Emmy. Yes. Yeah. But, okay, your choreography did not win, but you were part of the show. Was I was part. Happened? Yes, yes, yes. What? She's a winner. Yes, and I did. Now, now with the notes, I didn't get the. Um, I, was like, I wasn't nominated for Cheetah Rivera this year. But you were there, were you? Last year. La- last, last year's yes. nomination. Yes, yes, yes. You know what? I'm just going to do that whole thing over again. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> because you know what? That's what keeps this conversation real. See, this is what happens when you come in here thinking you know everything that you need to know so you can just sit here without notes and pretend. Well, thank you for thinking that. But I was thinking because, I, like I did, I saw the, the thing on your side about you being a part of the team. And then I was like, and I said, winner. And I was like, that's all I thought. I have an Emmy Award winning choreographer coming. Oh, my God. I didn't even bother reading the rest of the thing. I just saw winner. <laughs> Emmy winner. <laughs> that's what happens when you don't read. But Camille A. Brown, honey, is bumping. I'm so mad that the show is closed because, y'all, when I saw this play, Choir Boy, which is also nominated for Best Play, which, again, people have a weird thing about the whole playing music, music and play, why is it dancing? Thing. But we're going to worry about that right now. We can get into that, too. Well, I, you know what? Because what are we going to do? It's like everybody's working, so everybody needs to shut up and be happy if somebody's happening. Well, what, what, what is what is? Well, you know, the controversy amongst the hardcore theater fans. Okay. Because well, I just did my Tony nomination show a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's that contention about a play versus a musical versus a play with music uh-huh. and how you know a play with music kind of has kind of fallen into the musical the way we think of a musical uh-huh. and so people are like you know well i don't understand how is it that you can have choreography in a play if it's really just a play is that what's supposed to happen in the musical 
You see what I'm saying? So yeah, everybody has a moment. To, everybody has a moment, but I think it's also important to know that a play uh, movement also tells stories, uh, regardless of whether it's in a play or a musical. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I'm just saying, movement you know. The, movement is movement. Stories see, are stories. But it's just, this the way that they choose for the distinction, you know, when it comes down to the, you know, it's like the minutia of splitting the hair. That's what's happening. Because people just assumed, Mm -hmm. you know, like, let's take, for example, last year's Best Actor winner, Mm -hmm. a Tony Shalhoub, in a musical, The Band's Visit, but I saw it and I don't remember him singing. You see what I'm saying? Whereas I remember Joshua Henry (laughs) jumping and dancing around with that Joshua Peck choreography and then singing them Roger Zamsey songs. I'm just saying. Well, I ain't getting into that. I know, I know, but there's a difference. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. I focus on the work and what the needs are, you know, try to serve the vision. Yes. And, and, and the guys were definitely moving and uh, dancing and, uh, you know, much gratitude to Tripp and Terrell yes. for um, giving me that space because they, they could have restricted me and, and said, oh, no, this is a play. We don't we don't mm-hmm. do we don't do step. We don't do South African gumbo. You, you know, and they just, uh, you know, and they opened the space for me to do that. So um, at that point, it's not just about putting stuff in a play or a musical. It's what are what are we doing to create a story and what is the narrative? And, and that's what I try to focus on, regardless of whether it's a play or a musical. It's the story. All right. See, I do. <laughs> we get some for real clarification on you that. You know what I'm saying? We got to clarify. Heard that, Ken. Don't get all bent out of shit because Ken was here. My friend Ken was one of the panelists, and we were having our conversation. He was like, it's still a musical. Oh, oh, what you know? They're singing what they call it in a play. I'm not, I'm, getting sorry, it. I'm not getting into none of that. You know, the curtain just, just closing saying, no. on me. But, you you're, but you, Miss Thing, are having a, a fabulous turn right now. I mean, First of all, if you go look up Camille Brown, Camille A. Brown, excuse me, choreographer online, <laughs> you're going to see a very long list of things that's going on or has gone on with this young woman. And I got to say, it's not until this past year that I finally became familiar with you. So I apologize for not being hipper on my choreography. No. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I pride myself on knowing a few things and yeah. a few folks. Yeah. And I should have been well more aware of who you are. And... But honey, you've been turning me out ever since I met you. So <laughs> like, maybe it's probably for the best that we just met because you might have killed me. <laughs> so tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Um, I know you went to the North Carolina School of the Arts, mm-hmm. which is I have actually several friends that went to school there. Okay. And you know, it's amazing because people don't think about the North Carolina School of the Arts in terms of the the schools of theater, mm-hmm. but that's a pretty, you know, North, North Carolina, um, Juilliard, and Northwestern are all, that. that's like the top three. Yeah, Rebecca Jones also went to North Carolina School yes. of the Arts. We went there together. We're two years apart, but we, wow. we met each other there. So, yeah, a lot of, a lot of great people. You know what's interesting, too, and I'm thinking about it now? It's like there's a lot of folks of color that get opportunities at North Carolina School of Arts I mean, there's folks that go to Harvard, I mean, go to Juilliard and get to go to ART, go to all these other places. But I love that North Carolina School of the Arts, at least for me, in terms of the people that I've met over the years, I was like, there's a lot of folks of color doing fabulous work coming out of that program. 
and people, I don't think people think of it that way, which is wonderful, but I happen to have a good eye and notice. Yeah, <laughs> that we the, out here, we out here. Yes. So for you, was dance where it started all for you from the very beginning? Were you young ballerina jumping off the couch and giving full-on shows for the family or yeah i mean i have a have a small voice as we hear mm -hmm. uh and maybe about 20 years ago it was even smaller so uh i used to get teased a lot when i was younger mm -hmm. and i felt like movement was a, a place or an opportunity for me to really express myself so in school um you know you're you, you, the teachers say if you participate um, you know, if you raise your hand in class, then then you're a good student. But I had so much fear, so I rarely participated in class. It was like this huge fear. It was like a nightmare if I had to speak aloud. Uh, so movement really gave me that opportunity to say, this is how I feel about certain things. Um, and I loved it. And my mom also, she still loves musicals, but she loved musicals. And she introduced me to musical theater and showed me all of her favorite scenes from her favorite musicals. So uh, it's just things that I've carried along the way. I also had a very, even though people probably would consider me uh, petite, mm -hmm. I had a very hard time as a student uh, with body image. I had teachers who told me um, that I did not have the body for a dancer. Uh, and I also had teachers that, that really cared about me and taught to my body. And, and I had that type of support. But, you know, you never, you never forget the, the people that aren't necessarily on your side and you know what that feels like right. um, and you know what it feels like to 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 be invisible and many times when I was in in class I, I did feel invisible so um, creating work on myself was really also an opportunity for for me to, to share my voice and yeah. and who I am and when I got into choreography uh, when I decided okay this is something that I may want to do I actually thought about taking an alias, kind of like a, a writers, female writers used to do a long time ago, uh, because even though at 21, I didn't, I, I know far more than I do, that I, I know far more now at 39 than I did at 21, I still knew enough to know that um, it was not an even playing field, uh, specifically right. for, for black females. Exactly. But again... You know, you just gave away your age, gave away your interest. I don't have yes. no problem giving no. away my age. No, but that's because you still look 21. Yes, that's yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. People think I'm like two. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but that's even better because then they don't uh, they don't see that amount of experience coming at them when, when they're working with you, I'm sure. they. You know what I mean? Like... If they're looking at you, think, "Oh my God, she's like a, just a 23, 24. She's so young." Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, no, honey, I've I've got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people, uh, like maybe, I mean, probably still happens, but people thought I was an intern or someone's assistant, you know. And then their eyes got big when I said, "Oh no, I'm actually the choreographer." Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> my question is: Is how many people tried that shade stuff with you first, and then got that real snap, and were like, "Oh." Oh, many times. That's hot. Yeah, many times. I mean, it, not all, not always, uh -huh. but I mean, I do understand that I look young. I'm I'm petite. I have a small voice, so um, you know, and, and I I think I just need to do my work, and and I, hopefully that speaks for itself, and I don't right. need to come in trying to prove anything. Just just be myself. I love that because I was talking to um, James Lane at. Uh, the Cheetah Rivera Awards nomination reception. Yes. And he said something that you just said too, and that is 
using dance as a way of being able to express yourself mm-hmm. like and how he found that very early did you find that super super early or was it at at you know at, you know the standard time i mean was it from the the jump you just knew dancing was going to be the thing for you you just knew it ooh from the jump like what is the jump you know like at one point you were doing Several other things, several mm-hmm. different various things, artistically speaking, I'm sure. It wasn't just dance at one point. But then at some point between dance, singing, and acting and stuff like that. Yeah. When did you just know it's going to be dance? Oh, yeah. I Probably when uh, I was auditioning for LaGuardia High School. And if you want to audition for more... I'm originally from Jamaica, Queens, New York. Right. So if you wanted to audition for two... Uh, disciplines i believe you had to wake up like twice as early and (laughs) and i used to play the clarinet so um i was thinking okay am i going to audition for uh music or dance and then i saw the and i said let me just just (laughs) let me throw this hat in the bag to dance and see how this work out because uh this extra 30 minutes i don't know because so, <laughs> I already, I always had, to, I already had to wake up at like six thirty in the morning right. to go to school. To get to school yeah. Now. So, um, but I mean, even before then, I think because I was teased, I, I knew that dance was it. Now, whether I knew that I was capable of having a career in dance, I think that's a completely different, other, a different question because yeah. I was faced with a lot of struggles and obstacles. So, I mean, I, I, I maybe after college was probably when I I thought, okay, maybe this there is something here for me. And I was actually dancing with Ron K. Brown for, for five seasons. So I was able to really find a home there and um, then also move forward with my, with my own work. So. Wow. What's that like though, when you are, when you're getting tasked with something like once on this Island, let's mm-hmm. say, and they, you know, we know that it was a revival. We know that it's been done before. Yeah. And we know that people have certain preconceived notions about how that experience should feel. Right. When you walked into that, what did you know that you were planning on doing different? Like, th- that you just knew that people were going to expect this, but this is what they're going to get from me. Yeah, I just wanted to honor the ancestors um, and honor the culture that we were talking about. That that was, like, the focus. Yeah. Um, because I knew that it was a responsibility uh, to to carry and hold these um, these movements and gestures uh, at, with care because it is a technique and I think uh, there are a lot of uh, notions about African dance that are just kind of warped yeah. and I think it's really important for people to to know what it is and and um, to understand it as a technique and to, and to respect it. Uh, but there's always fear when I step into something. Um, I, I didn't know if I was capable of doing it, and I say that every time when I when I get a new project, I always go, "Oh no, I don't know. What if I what if I come in and blank out? And it's like right. she's exposed. She's a fraud. You know, like I don't know. <laughs> you know what? But the New Yorker in you is not gonna let you go out. You're just like, you know what, guys? I don't really know what I'm doing. To tell y'all the truth, I'm just gonna exit. Um, but. <laughs> So that's the fear. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to Diane McIntyre about it. And she said, "Uh, don't worry about that. You'll be too busy working to think about it. And she was totally right. Whenever I get in the room, Uh I just zone in on what the work is. And then before the rehearsals and after the rehearsals, I have have my freak out mocha. And then also, for once on this island, I had never done anything in the round. 
Yeah. So that was interesting. And at the time, I was creating a work uh, for my my pe- my company, Inc. Mm-hmm. So as a rehearsal, as I was creating it, I, I did some of the sections in kind of like a circular shape so I could really start understanding um, the mechanics of, of how working in the round works. And it's not just about everyone standing in a circle. Right. There is kind of a thing that you have to find in a, in a, in a like a... You know, you have to solve. You have to solve. So, what is the code? You have to find. You have to find the code. Yeah. So, um, so I was just freaking out about a lot of stuff. And <laughs> I mean, the other thing is too. I mean, there were so many people that said, "Oh, I choreographed that show. Oh, I directed that show. I was in that show." I, you know, there yeah. were so many people, and I said, "Oh man, okay. Well, how is mine going to be different?" And I mean, I think it comes with the individuality of a choreographer it's going to be different because you're different and you have a different vision and it's going to be shaped by the people in the room too because choreography is not for me it's not just about putting steps on people it's about really um, inviting people to to have choice making on top of the structure that I'm giving them so it's it's going to be a different piece because of all of all of that so like when you go into um like let's uh, you know going back because that's my my favorite example right now with with ones on this island and are you involved like in that interview process the audition process when it comes to the dancing and the dancers oh absolutely well they, so in I only had of- one dancer for once on this island right. uh, because the the show is very um it's very heavy on the singing and of course right. the acting um, so so de- I was definitely involved. In, involved with it and we had uh one dancer uh grace ann who was who was amazing but even though i only had one dancer i didn't want the audience to go oh that's the one dancer and automatically point people out right, you know because you because it's a it's about a community and it's a collective and it is about these individuals coming out of the community but it's it's not oh these are the actors these are the dancers it's this is a community that can do everything and then we have specific players and specific storytellers that that do come out and showcase something very specific but hopefully um i i always try to empower specifically um actors who who don't really move a lot and they aren't considered dancers. I really try to empower them. And we spoke, you know, and we I, I am that person. Yeah. And we, and we always talk about dance and, and what is everyone's definition or I, idea of dance. And a lot of times people go, Oh, it's the flips. It's the turns. It's the, you know, the splits things that they believe that they can't do. Mm-hmm. But I also try to show them, well, Dance is also about the community, and it comes from you. So, if we're talking about the African diaspora, and there's black, this, this is a this is a black company, then it's going to be hard for you to to tell me that this is something that you can't tap into because it's already in you. Right. So, it's it's about us tapping tapping that and just having it out and and being confident in wh- who you are and how you move. I see that makes me one of those people that are as Someone that when someone says, "Okay, we're going to take the combination," oh right, <laughs> I just immediately go, oh, "I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm that person. Yeah. If I can even get through the combination, right. I'm that person that like the panic comes over me, yeah. And then the thought of you know being in a room with other dancers, the people that have trained as dancers, it makes it makes me insanely nervous. Which yeah, is, you know, I guess a good thing. But see, sounding like t- coming to someone like you, if I were in a show with someone like you, it like I'd feel like, oh, okay. Well, they probably already know that I'm not going to really do a jump split or anything like that. Well, but, but they, yeah, they'll make me move around the room. But what do you have to share in the space? You know, because I think it's 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 
definitely intimidating if you aren't a dancer to walk into a room and have to move with dancers. But what I try to do is level level the space mm-hmm. and say that everybody can learn something from everyone. It's not just, oh, look at the dancers and follow them. It's like, no, look at the actors, look at their choice making. That's something that we can embody as dancers as well. So it's a transfer. Look at look at uh, the virtuosity of of the dancers. You can embody that in your choice making and in, in your in your roles when you're doing scenes. So it is really a conversation, and it's not like uh, divided because I I don't I don't work like that inside of my own process for my company. It, it is all about choice making and 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 intention. If you have the intention, it's not so much about the steps, but if you know the story that you're telling, then let that guide you. Wow. Well, I gotta say though, you have when I watched um, Choir Boy. That was one of the first things that I noticed immediately was the dancing. But what I noticed was that it was a specific style. Like I caught the step yes. things. I caught, excuse me, a lot of the African dance energy that was also in there. And it was really great because it was totally relevant to that particular story as well. Mm-hmm. So when you, do you see yourself at some point when they bring you the... I want to say, now that it's already come and gone, but I, I would say the all-black cast of Hello, Dolly. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> when you jump into something like that, or if you were to jump into something like that, would you, considering the time period, are you are you a lot more focused about having a little sense of that authenticity as well as some of your on top of that would you be able to sneak it in because i feel like you know like i said you have a a very distinctive voice you have um like i read a lot about your stuff in that you're very afrocentric in Mm -hmm. terms of the things that you're thinking about Mm -hmm. so when you step outside of that box to do something like a hello dollar Mm -hmm. do something you know a music man or something like that do you have to feel like you have to separate your your sensibilities to be able to kind of create what some producer would want for that particular event? No, because I mean, all of it is my sensibilities. You know, I mean, I I am making a choice to to root my work inside of the African diaspora, but I have had classical training for for years, yes. and at one point, uh, you know, I I've had to do my own digging because the the amount of education that we have that is telling us about uh, people of color um, and their contributions to to dance and just America in general is sometimes dismissed or overlooked and forgotten. Um, so there was one time where I actually knew more about the European aesthetic and the history of Louis the Fourteenth and Ruth St. Dennis. I mean, I can knock them down right. one by one. So it's not a question of what, what I don't know. Um, it's a question of what is the story and what are the needs because I can do Mary Poppins and I can do Hello, Dolly. And, um, you know, there shouldn't be a fear unless you'd like it reimagined. There shouldn't be a fear that all of a sudden I'm going to bring in Crumpin for no reason. You know, thinking that that's the only thing that I know. I mean, you know, but that's the truth. It's like I I can I can do more. I I I have done point. I have done mm. tap. I have fit I have tried on all the shoes. Yes. So with with the shows just like Jesus Christ Superstar, right. um just like Magic Mike, you know, it's well, it's the ability to to pull from my sense of, from all of my sensibilities. And then when I do have an opportunity to focus specifically on the African diaspora, then I just keep digging and rooting. It's not the the work is never the, never done. Right. You know, either way. I love that because I was going to ask you, you are currently now working on the Magic Mike 
show that everybody's like slowly talking about. <laughs> like they, they're not sure how they want to feel about it, but like you know, it's coming, it's happening, and there you are, smack dab in the middle of it. How? What is it like, <laughs> basically, working with hot strip men? Oh gosh. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's 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 very exciting. Um, very, it's all it's all very exciting. I mean, I just need to make sure in, in, in everything that I do that um, I am bringing what people want to see out of whatever it is, but also bringing something that people don't expect. And um, I, I just love the fact that I do have an opportunity to create language for these different shows. So I'm doing uh, once, not, not once on this island, uh, once. the musical ones. Yes. Um, and so it's, we're, we're trying to, I am trying to do um, several things. I'm, I'm, of course, trying to get more opportunities. But within that, I'm trying to um, have op- opportunities that go from once to once on this island to Magic Mike to Jesus Christ Superstar. So I am not pigeonholed. Exactly. I, I mean, I'm saying that just in that I that's my feeling and that was my guesstimation. But yeah. I also wanted to know if that's an intentional thing because sometimes, you know, it's very difficult when you are a person of color, especially in a, an industry where you have to, you've got to know all of those things. You have to. You don't have a choice. Right. Of not knowing African dance as well as, you know, full on tap, as well as... I mean, you have point. a choice. You have a you choice, know. but you, that limits your success and that limits where you're going to get to go and the things that you're going to get to do, I think. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess, uh, you know, I just try to focus on what um, my, myself mm-hmm. and... Um, I think everyone's individual and we all make our our own choices. Uh, and, you know, I don't, even though I am trying to um, be, get more versatile um, opportunities at the same time, I'm just not going to take something to prove a point. Right. So we have to just make sure that everything I say yes to, there's an honesty and there's a, there's a need and there's an intention. Just like with our choice making in dance, there has to be a choice making when you are saying yes or, or no to projects. I love that. So Magic Mike starts when uh, in Boston, right? I believe so. I think Out of it's, town in Boston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's coming soon, though. Like, I think so, yeah. Yeah. So like, wow. So, you know. Well, I'm choreographing for the Met in, in um, the fall. So busy. Yes, busy. And again, opera. Opera. It's like you and Lauren Latara. I just talked to her a little while ago, and it's that same kind of. I love that y'all are getting to bring dance in the places that you never think about dance. Like I never yeah. thought about dance in opera, mm, yeah. but to see y'all doing it and making it happen, yeah, it's fabulous. Well, dance is dance is a language. It's like I can read a book and create and create movement just by reading it, you know, or I can listen to a song. It's like that's 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 our language. That's how right. we speak. So every situation that I'm in, the first thing that I'm going to tap into is what does my dance voice say, and that's what's going to come out. I love that. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, I do. Okay. No, seriously, because it's like I love the fact that that's how you you view it. Is it your dance voice? Yeah. Yeah. Your actor voice, your dance voice, your singing voice. Yeah. And it's in support. Like, I, I know people use or, or look at dance as being in support of. And I do definitely believe that dance is in support of. But also dance is a narrative itself. So um, I, I always like to say as a performer myself, I never want to go into a situation assuming that everybody has their five senses. Right. So when I'm in the theater, 
Um, you know, there may be someone that is unable to hear. And if someone's singing, the only way that we're going to understand the story is by their body language. So that's why it's extremely important to know, you know, the head, the chin up versus the head, the chin down is saying two completely different things. Right. So the body is speaking at all times. Wow. That's fabulous. Who were some of your dance influences? Uh, you know, I think I'm at a point now where uh, I can say that I am confident in my voice and not necessarily leaning on those influences. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am definitely influenced by African diaspora, but I try not to be influenced by other choreographers because I, I'm inspired by other choreographers, which is very different. Um, and I I always am influenced. Like, I was influenced by Ron, and when I danced with Rennie Harris, I was, of course, influenced by him. And I was influenced by my ballet training. So all of it, all of it is um, is a part of me. But I, the thing that I want to constantly reinforce is that the influences do not lead me. My voice leads at all times. Your dance voice. Yeah, it has to. And because then if, if your influences are leading, then who are you? That's right. That's right. You're speaking someone else's voice, Language. you know. And not your own. That's right. Honey, Camille Brown. <laughs> giving you some reality checks, honey. No, no, no. In addition to dance fabulousness, i so bummed and, and, and upset that you guys cannot see Choir Boys because, Choir Boy, because it was really a very um, inspiring piece. And for me, it was one of those as a black gay man sitting in a big Broadway theater to see a show that had that as a part of the theme. Yeah. Especially in this day and age. Yeah. Was in itself beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the show itself is beautiful, but no, the to meaning. see and the meaning, but to see that level of representation happening on Broadway at a time when, even in some instances, there's still so much extra strife around that same issue mm-hmm. that it is a beautiful thing to see happen. And I'm really hoping, Ryan Murphy, if you listen in, because I'm sure he does, Ryan Murphy, <laughs> you giving money to all these other shows to be put on Netflix, uh, Choir Boy would be a very cute show to have on the Netflix, I'm yeah. just saying. Well, I, I, my associate, Ricky Tripp, shout out to Ricky Tripp. Hey, Ricky. I love him. I met him last year. Oh, you did? Yes, yes he's amazing. Uh, but he always... Uh, helps with my um, I love like talking about the work and the inspiration so one of the questions he asked me was um, why did you insert that the step part of the of choir boy mm-hmm. and the HBCU kind of thing yeah. when you know that the majority of people in the audience are going to be white and may not understand it and I said well that was for the five black people in the audience that might be there that know what that is mm-hmm. um, so, and for the rest of them to figure it and, out and, and, and that's what it's about it's, it's not about us leaning in and trying to, to shape shift it's about us being honest and showing the authenticity of who we are in, in, in many dimensions and that's how the conversation starts what is that that you are doing Right. You know, why were you doing that how does it feel to be to be a black man on stage? And and we had conversations. I had conversations with all the guys like, you know, this is a time it, it, when you do that stomp and clap and you go into that HBCU kind of honoring. Don't be apologetic. Don't ask for validation. You are validated. Your ancestors validated that moment. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, Camille A. Brown, girl. I have been waiting for this moment. I am so glad that it has has happened finally. Y'all can see, well, you could have seen (laughs) Choir Boy. However, it is wonderful to know that the work is being celebrated and i'm glad to see that your work is being celebrated because i like i said i i like it you know i have to own that i up until last year me and you would have i you i would have seen you at a party and even though you was like a choreographer until somebody said something to me and so that happens all the time it's fine (laughs) (laughs) but now i know now i know And and I'm so thrilled because it's wonderful to see you have this particular moment as well. Because like all of the people that I get to talk to, you know, Camille and Lauren and all the folks that you hear me talking to when I was at the the Drama Desk nominee reception, like all of those people have worked tirelessly in some instances in their career. Because nobody in that room was an overnight sensation. That's right. That's right. Nobody that I've talked to in the last, I don't know how long, was an overnight sensation. Yeah. So it is wonderful to not only see you working and that the hard work that you've done up until now has been recognized. Thank you. And that hard work is keeping you working. Thank you. Yeah. So congratulations on the Drama Desk nomination. Congratulations on the Tony Award nominations. Um, I can't wait to see what this magic mic is going to be like because uh, I will gag if you have them doing some HBCU steps. Just oh no, well you know, right? Because <laughs> no. I don't know nothing else. I'm just going to put no, no right? Um, but uh, I just wanted to put an interesting fact. Talk to me. So uh, the last black woman that was nominated in this category was Marlies Yerby in 1996 for Rent. And that is it. We're 21 Well, Hope years? Clark was nominated bef- before her. Okay. Um, but, between, but it's 21 years. 23 yeah, but, years. Yeah, between Marlise and, and me, it's been some time. Yeah. So don't give me I'm going to be mad. But, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I think it's a time to honor her and Absolutely. honor the black women before me. And hopefully... Um, yeah, I think that's a lot of people ask me, like, what is what does this uh, nomination mean to you? And... Um, I, bef- before this, I always knew that every step I take is never just about me, and even now, it, it just reinforces that it's not about it's not it's not just about me. Um, hopefully, that there are, there are black girls that see me and go, "Oh, I want to choreograph for theater." It's a possibility. Absolutely, you know, there's nothing like seeing your reflection, and when you see your reflection, you believe. So I am thankful that I can acknowledge Marlies, and um, but also want to make it known that. Uh, there are many black female choreographers in theater and in dance, and, and we have to continue to lift each other up and just honoring the black females working in theater uh, overall. You know, it's just it's just really powerful yeah. to me. Um, that's how we move forward. I love that. All right, Miss Camille. <laughs> Dang, girl. You know, we could be sitting here for another hour talking, but, but she's got things to do. I got to catch my train. And see, she's got things. <laughs> Busy, but Camille, I'm going to see you hopefully again at the Cheetah Rivera Awards, and we'll have a moment. And I will hope to see you at the Drama Desk. I know we're going to see each other in the red carpet line, but I hope that I get to see you in the press room as well. Thank you, and I'm presenting uh, George C. Wolf with with an award at the Cheetah Rivera. So, so that's no pressure, no, no, no pressure. Boom. So you did it, honey. Well, I need to make sure that that I, uh, you know. (laughs) Here you go, George, for you. No, 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 no. 
No. He's got to be know. all heartfelt and stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's done it for us as he's a community. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I want to give back. So that's great. Fabulous, fabulous. Oh, my gosh. Well, we can talk all, but I'm going to give you all a little bit more of Miss Once on this Island because that's what turned me out. Hello, Camille A. Brown. And we will be This is Keith Price's Curtain Call.